Darcy's Motivation When Elizabeth learned from her aunt the details of Mr. Darcy's role in expediting the wedding of Lydia and Wickham, her heart did whisper that he had done it for her. But she simply can't be sure, and I think Austin does a very good job of leaving us in as great a state of confusion. The idea that he might renew his offer now does strain credulity. Elizabeth doubts he could ever make her another offer after she had so coldly refused him. But more than that, his reticence to propose in the first place had been a consequence of the impropriety of her family, and Lydia has now moved them well beyond improper to downright scandalous. And more than that, Wickham, perhaps the man he loathes above all others, would, if he married Elizabeth, be his brother-in-law. On the other hand, he has gone to such extraordinary lengths to come to the assistance of this woman whom he must abominate and despise, and this man whose very name it was punishment to him to pronounce. After Elizabeth's departure, he himself left immediately for London to try and track the couple down. He demeaned himself by going to Mrs. Young, the very woman who had aided Wickham in his elopement with Georgiana, and bribing her to betray Wickham's whereabouts. He met with Wickham himself multiple times to bargain over the terms under which he would agree to marry Lydia. And, despite having already given Wickham much more than he ever deserved, he discharges his debts, settles money on the couple, purchases Wickham's commission, and refuses to take credit for any of it. He puts aside all pride in favor of honor and compassion. So, might he have done it for her sake? Well, his professed motive is his conviction of its being owing to himself that Wickham's worthlessness had not been so well known as to make it impossible for any young woman of character to love or confide in him. Even when Elizabeth told him the dreadful news back in Derbyshire, he immediately faulted himself for failing to prevent this disaster out of a fear of saying too much. Elizabeth sees plausibility in his stated reason for interfering, in part because she regards it as reasonable that he should feel he had been wrong. However, she cannot help hoping that even if a sense of duty was his primary inducement, remaining partiality for her might assist his endeavors. There is nothing for her or us to do but wait and see what happens when at last they meet again. But, tragically, their next encounter doesn't tell us much. The mere fact of his appearing at Longbourn brings a return of color and a smile of delight to Elizabeth's face, as she thinks for a brief moment that his affection and wishes must still be unshaken. But doubts come close on the heels of this conclusion, and she resolves to wait and see how he behaves. His behavior is inscrutable. He looks grave and speaks little. Perhaps his reservedness could be excused by the shameful rudeness of her mother, but Elizabeth observes nothing of the thoughtfulness and eagerness to please that she had experienced at Pemberley. Maybe his feelings truly had faded, but if so, why did he come at all? I don't know about you, but I like being on the edge of my seat about it. Who among us has not felt the thrill of trying to read affection into the attentions of someone who has won our heart? It's exciting, and it makes me eager to flip forward to the pages ahead.